0: HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company.
1: I
0: Yes, I know about Elon Musk. We'll give you a little bit of my thoughts on that tonight, but we're going to focus on what's much more important: 2022 and how this looks like it might be a bloodbath for Democrats. That plus it's National Dolphin Day. All that's coming up on I'm Right. welcome to i'm right and yes i have heard about the elon musk twitter news today and i'm going to give you my thoughts on that a little later on in the show but let's talk about social media more specifically social media and how they influenced the last election and we have another big one coming up and what might be going on there I understand the big news of the day is Twitter, Elon Musk. I understand all that. And I'm look, I'm interested too. I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. I am. But you're going to have to wait 10, 20 minutes or so because we're going to focus on more important things. More specifically, we're going to focus on the gigantic election that's coming. Now, I think it's important for different reasons than other people think it's important. It's not exactly news that Democrats are going to lose in the midterms. They're going to lose the House. Almost undoubtedly, they're going to lose the Senate. It's really just a question of how bad they're going to lose. And if you listen to them, they think it's going to be bad. One anonymous strategist came out, Democrat strategist came out today and said, I think this is going to be a biblical disaster. This is the reality we are in as Democrats, and no one wants to face it. Okay, well, let's stop right there for a minute and let's analyze that. Why is it going to be such a biblical disaster? Well, a lot of this comes back to Republicans, to be frank. Just stay with me. Stay with me here. Republicans don't really stand for anything they know what their base wants and they'll try to placate their base give a little pat on the head now and then but for the most part they don't really stand for anything just get me reelected, and don't don't let the media yell at me too much that's the republican party and the republicans spend too much money and look there's all kinds of reasons to dislike republicans but the republicans are still vastly superior to democrats the modern day communists so, what happens is you get Republicans in office, you have a Trump presidency, Republicans have the House and Senate, and they don't do the right things. Spend too much money, lock the country down. They just don't do the right things. And so, people, voters in this country, in general, I realize there are several other parties, no need to yell, but in general, you have one of two parties. And if one of the parties is in there and they're frustrating you, you're going to go to the polls and you're gonna pick the other party next time. Now, you're not, I'm not, I'm not voting Democrat ever, but the swing voters who actually decide elections, they are. And that's how you end up where we are now because they weren't happy, the voters weren't happy. You can say that they were wrong, it doesn't matter whether you or I think they were wrong, plus the cheating, but they went to the polls and said, ah, don't like Republicans, let's pick Democrats. But here's the problem with that. Democrats are insane. They're full-blown anti-american communists that's what they are now i that's not wasn't always that way i'm not speaking to you if you're one of the older democrats but this party today i don't care if it offends you i don't care if you want to deny that the modern day democratic party hates the united states of america the entire coalition the entire democrat co- voting coalition today is just a mix-up of various groups They'd hate America for different reasons. It's the entire base of the party. Remember, this party had to be shamed into flying an American flag at their own convention. So they collude with big tech and others, and they find a way to win an election and they take back all the power. That's fine, okay, you're in power, but they still can't change who and what they are. They hate America. And so as the second they get in there, they're going to do everything they can do to destroy the United States of America. I'm not trying to be over the top. If you don't look at this destruction and realize it's intentional, you're the one who's naive. They're wrecking everything on purpose. They opened up the border, spitting in the face of our allies, rewarding our enemies. We have a massive drug crisis in the country. The economic spiral has only gotten worse and they're still passing trillion dollar bills. It's just that whatever you could do to destroy the country, that's what they're doing. Now, this is where we get to the midterm elections. And this is where you and I have to try to put ourselves in the mind of the communists to understand how they think. Because you, if I was to take you and I was to put you in charge of the Democratic Party right now, here's what you would do. You would say, hey guys, gather around the table. We're done with the insanity, okay? Uh, there, there, there's no more trans stuff. Uh, we're not gonna be the open borders poly- party. Nobody wants that. Let's th- put that aside. No more, no more CRT. Parents don't want their kids learning how evil white people are. We're tabling all that stuff for now. What we're going to do is we're going to moderate going into the midterms, become more of a blue collar, you know, trade union party again, and get that populist coalition. That's what you would do if you took over the Democrat Party today. That's what I would do. But they can't make themselves do that. Again, there's simply too much momentum going in the anti-American insanity direction. There's not, momentum is just too powerful now. They can't gather their coalition around them now and say, hey, uh, can we dial it down a notch? This, this anti-American stuff is not popular. Can you dial it? They can't. So they'll go full steam ahead, and the public rejects them. How bad are they being rejected? Joe Biden's approval is at 38%. That same poll found that 47% of Americans think the economy is poor. That's the worst number since 2012. And wait, it actually gets worse. I know, I can't get the smile off my face when I talk about it. That's with Joe Biden. Who's the backup plan? Don't, right? The backup plan, remember, was always supposed to be, Dome. not uh, We'll get a, a woman and a black woman. Uh, the, the, there's one in California and that was the extent of the vetting again they can't get out of the way of their own insanity except she has lower approval ratings than joe biden in her home state of california 35 percent approval in the state where she came from They, they don't they don't have they don't have something that's a lifeboat for them right now that's what they don't have the ship is going down it's going down quickly. Everyone who's on the ship appears to be bailing water inside the ship, which makes it go down faster. And there's just not a lifeboat for anybody to get on. You have Joe Biden. He's not popular and he's not functional. So it's not as if Joe Biden can do what I, what I told you you would do a couple minutes ago and gather everyone around and straighten them out. does not have the physical or mental strength for that now. And the backup plan is don't. That's not good. I mean, this human being, this is the vice president of the United States of America. I acknowledge one must acknowledge
2: um, that prices are going up and that people are working hard and in many cases
0: are worried about whether they can get through the end of the month and make it all work. What I can say is that People deserve to know that their president, that our administration, is concerned enough to do something about it. And so that is what we are doing. That person is the vice president. That was her response when she was asked about how are we dealing with inflation that's crushing people. But it's actually worse than that for them. It's not just that she doesn't know anything about policy or solutions. She doesn't have any kind of a belief system whatsoever. That's why she got her start the way she did in politics. The truth is, personally, just on a personal level, remember everything, everything eventually is a people business, right? On a personal level, she's so bad, it's difficult to imagine how she was able to rise to this level even in a state like California.
2: The thing of Encyclopedia Britannica is a thing of a long time ago (laughs) and now the kids need to be online to help get their homework done. Broadband wire, why do we care about that? We're going to lay it across the country because we know that our seniors might need the benefit of telemedicine if it's too far to get to a hospital. Our small business owners need access to high-speed broadband to run those small businesses that are part of what fuels America's economy.
0: What? <laughs> and remember, the backup for Dome was always butt gig. Butt gig can't get out of a primary because he's gay. And he can't get out of the. The black people won't vote for him. Black people, we have poll after poll after poll showing in this country, they're not okay with that. So, you can't get elected as a Democrat in the country. You can't get through the primary without the black vote. If they don't like Kamala, Joe Biden's going to be, you know, eating Werther's Originals in a wheelchair in Florida by then, and they're rejecting Buttigieg. What's the plan? They have no plan. Which brings us to us, because let's talk about 2022. Okay, so that was the feel-good portion, right? Woohoo! We're going to win. Democrats are going down. I'm excited, too. I'm excited, too. But who are we going to win with? So you see, we've got to wake up as a party and we've got to realize that it's important that we get a lot more involved in primaries than we are. These voter, the voter turnout for primaries in the GOP is shockingly low uh, and we need primaries, not just to beat the current guys, but to make the current guys better. People ask me all the time, all the time, who do I want to run for president in 2024? who do i who jesse who's your guy are you a trump guy desantis you like Cruz? who's your guy and i have said repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again i want everyone to run i don't have a candidate obviously trump is the presumptive nominee i think he would probably win if he ran but i want everyone to get involved in a primary and i want everyone to have to fight compete for my vote work on the get out the vote effort Work on your fundraising arm. Get a better campaign manager in Iowa. We need a new guy in Florida. We need... These things happen in a competitive primary. People, well, you don't like Trump. That's not true at all. Trump was an ex-president. When he says stuff like this, I love what I hear. One of the first things that we will do
1: with our new Republican majorities is to end every last COVID mandate. They're still around, you can Still around, it's hard to believe. And we will pass a bill making it illegal for any employer to interfere in personal health decisions or to fire employees for not
0: having the vaccine. Good. That's excellent. Good. Why would I want that guy to have a primary? I think he needs better people around him. It's not really Trump himself. He needs better people around him. You heard I asked Liz Harrington, his spokesperson last night, I asked her about this endorsement of Dr. Oz and Dr. Oz's endorsement is not a one-off. This has been consistently happening across the country where Donald Trump seems to endorse people who don't support his agenda. What you love, what I love. People who seemingly would work against him and she said they've been personal friends. Okay, I'm sorry. With all due respect, we are not in a period of time where we can have men elected to the United States Senate because they're your friends. This is Trump-endorsed Dr. Oz. Now imagine your child is transgender.
1: What would you do? Our lives as parents are first defined by the words, it's a girl or it's a boy. Could you make a decision to let your child live as the other sex even alter their body. It's an area of intense debate. Today, you'll meet families coping with this astonishing reality. There's no easy answer. With science and psychology only starting to explore this complex subject, what's the right way to nurture a transgender child? Let's meet a family living with that very question every day. Vanessa is here with her daughter, Josie. Welcome to the show. Jesse Smollett, who has been on the show, who we all adore. I uh, was re- recently injured. It's mm-hmm. being called a hate crime. Yeah. I don't know if you've been able to speak to him at all.
0: I had. Well, you know I had to check on my baby.
1: Exactly right. Taskmate <laughs> yeah. from Empire, a good friend. But <laughs> Jersey, if you're watching this the entire audience, all of us are saying we love you very much. Yes.
0: You yes. <laughs> Thank you. We need sharper. We need better. All of them. They all need to get sharper and better. And people ask me about Ron DeSantis all the time. He's very popular right now. You know, I love Heavy D. Big, big fan. Like, like a lot of what he does. I don't want an empty primary field for him either. If Trump decides to hang it up and Heavy D gets in, I want him to have to compete. Period. Yeah, I know he's popular right now. 52%. A majority have a favorable view of Heavy D. Those are independents. Independents. All the Republicans love him. Like half the Democrats love him. Well, almost half. But still, that's a man who got elected in a purple state and now has run like a, a hard right, blood red, and has turned the state redder by doing so. He is 16 points away from his closest challenger in his governor's race. And that's good. And he's led constantly.
2: So just let me say it very clearly to all Floridians, you just saw Philadelphia impose an indoor mandate you're going to have potentially some of these other deep blue jurisdictions go back to restrictions and mandate you look what's happening in shanghai they have everybody under a brutal lockdown so i just want to be very clear as long as i sit in the chair in which i sit no floridian will be restricted mandated or locked down in any possible way and if I had a dollar for every lockdown politician that escaped their own policies to come to our free state, I would be set for life. That's just a fact. That's
0: outstanding. Good for him. He just signed an anti-abortion bill into law. You saw what he did with that bill where they said kindergartners don't have to learn about sex anymore. Now we have multiple other states following suit. That's good, that's a good thing. Good, thrilled about it. I don't want him to have a clear primary field either compete we you and me we love the country do we not we need what's best for america not waving anybody's pom-poms we need what's best for america 2024 is important primaries are important let's keep that in mind going forward we got scott Pressler. he's joining us next this dude is doing as much to make sure democrats lose as anyone in the country and most people don't even know his name i'm going to talk to scott now all that may have made you uncomfortable but I'm right. Here's something that'll make you more comfortable, though. It's hard to figure out where to spend your money today, right? I struggle with it. I know you do, too. Where do I go? Which shop supports my values? Which shop is against my values? Where do I go? Someone should come up with a list, right? Public SQ is here for you. Go download it. It's in the App Store. Apple, Google Play, whatever you got. Public SQ will tell you which local coffee shop to go to, which tire shop to go to. Public SQ. We'll be back. I like people who do not just talk about it, people who are out there actually getting their hands dirty doing the work. You see, the truth is, it's easy to sit on the Senate floor and give a speech with a fancy pin and 19 staffers behind you. Honestly, It's easy to do what i do it's easy to sit here and talk to you on tv every single night about things you care about and things i care about what about the people on the ground actually making it happen scott pressler joins me now he's out there in communities signing up new voters every single day while you and me talk about it scott Pressler is out there doing it he's also known as the persistence all right scott you and i obviously have have met before, my friend, where did you come up with this idea of, hey, no glory, I'm just going to go out there and put in the work?
2: Well, you know, I saw a void. I saw that people weren't talking about voter registration. And I thought to myself, well, if nobody's going to do it, I'm going to travel the country. I'm going to teach people how to register new voters, and I'm going to show them by doing it. And you know, in the last two and a half years, I've traveled to over 32 states across the country, even Hawaii, but I want to make it clear, for business. And we've registered tens of thousands of new Republican voters. And we've seen in the state of Florida, Republicans for the first time in history now lead in voter registration in part Because we've made voter registration a focus.
0: All right, Scott, the the average person cares deeply about the issues. Everyone watching us talk right now, they care about the issues, they care about the country, we can go through all that, but they don't honestly understand voter registration and the importance and how you do it. So look, we're the amateurs, you're the pro. Tell us what you do.
2: Oh, it's so much fun. So even you at home right now, who's thinking, okay, I may not be able to go sign up people at a gas station. I may not be able to do a whole bunch of door knocking. Well, I live in the Commonwealth of Virginia and I register voters from my bed while my head is on the pillow in Virginia across the country. And how do I do it? Well, I type into Twitter the search magnifying glass. I moved to Florida for an example. And then I click on latest. I can find anybody in the history of Twitter that has ever typed in the words, I moved to Florida. Then I go through their profile. I sleuth and slither, and I find out who do they follow? Who do they like? What do they retweet about? And if it so happens that they share our conservative values, Then I send them the link and ask them, are you registered to vote at your current address so they can register online for the state of Florida? And I've created a new Republican voter from my bed in my pajamas. And you can do this anywhere across the country. I moved to Phoenix. I moved to Tampa. I moved to Pittsburgh. So you at home are so powerful and you didn't even know it.
0: I just want to see if i have this right so you're telling me that anybody can start registering new people who believe what we believe and change elections and they can do it from the comfort of their home do i have that right
2: absolutely i even registered voters jesse from a hot tub (laughs) and there's no excuse why you at home can't make a positive difference
0: Amen. All right, Scott. Now, you, you actually do get out of your pajamas and go out and meet a bunch of people. As you said, you've been traveling to over 30 states. Now, I don't talk to people all day long. I have TV producers and radio producers, wife and kids, but I'm not traveling 30 different states. So maybe I'm in my own bubble of what voters are actually concerned about. What are you hearing on the ground from the people you talk to?
2: These are the issues that people care about. Yes, inflation is an issue. Yes, rising food prices, gas prices, lumber prices. Those are all gonna swing the independent voters. But this November is gonna be a base turnout election. And what we care about as conservative voters is number one, the most important issue that people care about is election integrity. To have safe and secure, fair and free elections. That is number one. Number two, medical freedom, and that's why it's so important that we are electing America first Congress people who on day one of taking the House and Senate in 2023, we need a medical freedom and patient protection act that no American citizen can be fired, can be forced into retirement, can lose their pension because they made a personal medical decision, and that leads into parental choice and education. And I'm here in the state of Florida, and I want to say God bless Governor Ron DeSantis for his parental Bill of Rights, for empowering parents, for protecting students. And that leads into securing that gosh darn border. If you care about sex trafficking, if you care about illegal immigration, if you care about the opioid epidemic, then securing the border must be a part of our platform. An Internet Bill of Rights will make sure that private social media companies are not allowed to work with the White House, which is illegal, which is unconstitutional. We must protect not only oral and written free speech, but also free speech includes the digital space. And last, on day one of taking that House and Senate we must reintroduce the Keystone Pipeline because our message as the Republican Party is buy American, hire American, and drill American. Those are the issues the voters care about the most. Scott,
0: there are states out there, obviously, that are red states, like the one you reside in now, and then there are states out there that are blue states. Everyone knows the ones I'm talking about, but there are states that are blue now that could go the other way you're out there on the ground what are those states
2: oh i'm telling you right now well let me tell you what my foci are going into the 2022 elections starting with arizona florida and georgia those red states now i'm also focusing on michigan Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, because I want baby those governorships. We are gonna flip them from blue to red, creating three trifecta state governments where then in 2023, we can pass legislation at the state level. Now, you hear me loud and clear. There is opportunity in the New England area to flip Maggie Hassan's Senate seat in New Hampshire, to flip the governorship in the state of Maine. And I have not forgotten about you, my New Mexican people. New Mexico and Nevada are vulnerable, are winnable this November in the 2022 election. And I want to say one last thing. I'm the brand ambassador for an amazing pack called Rise Pack. And we, in just a few months leading into the 2021 November elections, registered 10 thousand new republican voters in the state of new york and in part because of our efforts in 2021 that election we helped to flip nassau county on long island from blue to red to my new yorkers this message is to you especially i want to thank you for staying you could have moved to another state but no you love the state of new york that's where your family is that's where your home is And I honor you because you're staying and fighting. You're not conceding our cities. You're bringing our conservative values to the people so we can flip those cities from blue to red. And this November, have a resounding, historic, America first, Republican, conservative victory.
0: (laughs) Go get him, Scott. Scott, thank you, brother.
2: Thank you, Jesse.
0: All right. The news of the day, I realize, is all the Elon Musk Twitter stuff. And, and I know, I know what you've been going through all day. I'm perfectly aware you've probably just been sitting around the house waiting to hear my take on it. And I understand that. So I'm going to give you that take here in just a second. Before I do that, though, have you bought your three-pack of Eden Pure Thunderstorms yet? You should. We, uh, well... Had a little dog accident in the home last night. It wasn't his fault. He's a sick boy. What did we do? Well, of course, the wife ran and started grabbing cleaning supplies, and the boys and I are trying to scoop up what we can. And as soon as we got done with all that, what did we do? Hey, get one of the Eden Pures. We went and grabbed the Eden Pure thunderstorm out of my room, plugged it in close by. Odor was gone. This thing cleans your air constantly. It's not just about allergies, viruses, mold, smells of any kind. It will eliminate them. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, and that gets you a three-pack for under 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. My, my strong intuitive sense is that uh, having a public platform that is maximally trusted um, and, 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 inc- and, and broadly inclusive um, is extremely important to the future of civilization but um, you've, you've described I, I, yourself I don't care about the economics at all you, okay that's that's cool to hear okay. that's the rage today it's all anybody can talk about It's on every news program, it's a big deal. Elon Musk, Tesla guy, billionaire, world's richest man, made a cash offer to buy Twitter, well over $40 billion, I think it was 41 billion and change. It's big boy money, wants to buy Twitter. Puts out some offer letter to them saying it's his final offer and then kind of caps it off by saying, I'm not going to be involved in Twitter if you don't accept the offer, which means he's going to sell off the large portion of shares he already bought, which will tank Twitter's stock price. It's kind of a hostile takeover is essentially what it's called. Forget about the details of that. Just pause for a moment. What do you know about the fall of the Roman Republic? Just Stay with me, stay with me. I mean, when Rome went from being a republic run by the Senate to uh, one that had rulers, Julius Caesar, Augustus, the rest, Caligula, the rest of them. There was a transition period there. What do you know about it? Let's just walk you through this really quickly. Because I believe this is where we are today in the United States of America. Rome, especially early on, was wonderful. I know they had problems, but they were wonderful. It was this weird new system, no king, run by a republic, just kind of a different way of doing things. And it was, it was great. And then after a time, it became extremely corrupted as the elected officials and super wealthy at the top figured out there were more ways they could crush the people underneath them to enrich themselves. And eventually the Roman system became rotted out and corrupt and everyone knew it. It was basically in everybody's face and the people were getting crushed. And again, the politicians and the rich guys above They were getting rich and rubbing it in everyone's face. So eventually there became this movement known as the Populare Movement where you would have various populists, almost all of them were rich guys and or politicians. They would rise up and be, or at least act like, representatives of the people. And that should point out that almost all of them were killed. Julius Caesar was one of the last popularized. He was killed, but there were many killed before him. The system, corrupted systems, find a way to kill people who oppose them. But either way, that was kind of where Rome was. And eventually, after Caesar took over, it became one that was run by a ruler forever. I believe that is the period of time we are in right now in the country, where we have this corrupted, rotted system at the top, And now, because it's so nakedly corrupt, it's so in your face, now we're going to begin, and you can can argue Trump was one of the first ones of these, we're going to begin to have these wealthy, powerful people step up and be, or pretend to be, voices of the people. And I will simply say this, when it comes to the Elon Musk thing, and all these guys who pop up, I'm happy, but wary. And that will be always what I am. I don't man-worship nobody. I never have. I never will. I'm leery of a billionaire, one that's made tons of money in China, one that's raked in untold amounts of money from all this green energy garbage, but one who sounds like he believes a lot of the things we believe about freedom. I'm wary, but at the same time, As we move forward now in a corrupted system, and you and me, we want to take it on, right? We want want it to go down. We want it to reform itself. We're going to have to get behind now and then people who aren't perfect, people who might end up being selfish, people with warts. We're going to have to, for lack of a better way to put it, we're going to have to ride whatever horse they give us at any given time as we try to take on this corrupted system. Some of those guys, many of those guys, maybe all those guys are not going to end up being good guys and people we want to live under, but we're not going to take on this system without some people with juice behind them, billionaires and politicians and otherwise. So if you want to take today and you want to celebrate the fact that the people in Twitter, all the little communists who run Twitter, they're all scampering. They're all freaking out. All the journalists across the country are freaking out that they may not get to censor people as much as humanly possible. That's good. You should. Take your wins whenever you get them. Step up and put a smile on your face and applaud. Woohoo! We got someone fighting. That's good. Good. At the same time, remember, when you get in a desperate situation like we are, when you're culturally surrounded and you see your system is really, really, really bad, You can get desperate, and desperate people will tend to cling to and sometimes worship the new guy who rises. That you shouldn't ever do, ever. All right? All right. We got a lot more show for you. We have Jeffrey Barkey. He's a doctor. He has some great things to tell us about COVID or terrible things, depending on what your perspective is. Now, let's talk about big tech since we're just talking about big tech. Where do you get your email? Who's your email provider? Be honest. You got that Gmail account. Why do you think they give you that stuff for free? I know you're not paying for Gmail. Why do you think they give it for free? They give it for free because they're collecting your data. That's right. Those emails you send. Those funny memes, but inappropriate ones you send. They know. They're gathering all your information. They're not only gathering it, they're selling it. We have to develop secure means of communication. Go get secure, S-E-K-U-R. It is Swiss-based, so American laws cannot touch them. And your email, for $7.50 a month with the promo code JESSE, your email is protected and private. Go to secure.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. You know, I've been hard on a lot of America's doctors and nurses throughout this pandemic because they apparently have lost their minds, but I can't tell you how much respect I have for the ones who didn't because there's a lot of pressure out there with the different organizations they have to join or it's just the hospital systems. It's been really tough on doctors who had sanity for the last two years. And I do applaud Dr. Jeffrey Barkey, who joins me now with America's Frontline Doctors and, of course, the Convention of the States. Doctor, I commend you for standing strong in a field that did not, frankly, stand that strong over the last two years. Well, Jesse, great to be with you. I appreciate you having me on and thank you for the compliment. All right, right, doctor, on that note. I've, I, I grew up the same way everyone else did. I mean, not just everyone in America. Throughout history, the medical dude is just the dude who's universally pretty much respected. You see a guy in a white lab coat, you see doctor, you think this is a human being. One, obviously educated and smart and all that, but someone here to help. He's somebody here to help. And so many didn't go that route, or at least didn't seem to go that route, the last two years. And it just looked, it almost looked nefarious sometimes. Why? How did that happen?
1: Well, listen, Jesse, physicians are no more courageous than any other professional. And they, for the most part, just want to be left alone to do their job, to take care of their patients. And uh, they don't want to get involved in local politics and drama. Uh, but unfortunately, politics has taken over healthcare. The institutes that we used to respect, the three-letter healthcare institutes in D.C., like the CDC and the FDA and the NIH and so forth, have become political organizations as much as they have been healthcare organizations. And so healthcare has been thrust in the middle, into the middle of politics. And it's unfortunate, and I hope more doctors take a stand and speak out. Listen, there were five doctors that signed the Declaration of Independence. Doctors have always been involved in the founding of our country uh, and in politics, and it's time that we stand up and get involved again.
0: Doctor, where is the left-wing pressure coming from? I'm not in the medical field, quite obviously. I'm not smart enough to be there, but where, where does the left-wing pressure come from? Is it the you know American Medical Association? Is, is it the university system that's pointing these out? Is it the hospitals themselves? Where's this pressure coming from to do things that maybe you don't believe in? It's a good question, Jesse. So first of all, the American Medical Association
1: only represents about 15% of the doctors yet they come off as if they are the voice of physicians in the country, and they really aren't. Um, Even medical schools have become quite progressive. So for example, many medical schools now have a required course on CRT, critical race theory, as if that has anything to do with medicine. So most of these medical organizations have become very, very progressive. And listen, I'm on the front lines here in Southern California. And in California, there's a bill up in the legislature right now uh, that will sanction physicians for spreading misinformation or disinformation. Of course, that's not defined. So I think that's unconstitutional, it's anti-scientific and it violates the doctor-patient relationship. So no longer can I say things like, I think cloth masks are ineffective in the spread of respiratory illness because the government narrative is different and I'm not allowed to speak against the government. I no longer can say that I think a healthy child should not receive a COVID vaccine, that the risks are greater than the benefits, but that's different than the government narrative and I'm not allowed to say that. So California is in effect trying to put a gag order on all physicians not to speak against the government narrative. And I think that's very dangerous Uh, unconstitutional and very unhealthy and unscientific.
0: What kind of impact have you seen on people throughout this COVID uh, pandemic, not just physically, but mentally? I I will tell you, I, I see it everywhere. It seems like the mental health of the nation is in a much worse spot than it was two years ago.
1: Well, there's no question, Jesse. I saw a statistic yesterday that said, there has been more deaths of people less than 65 years old due to alcohol and drug abuse than from COVID-19. Unfortunately, when these healthcare edicts come down, nobody ever asked the question, what are the consequences? And specifically with our children, the consequences of masking a small child is devastating. We've seen the highest levels of anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, learning disorders in children directly related to the fear-mongering and the forced masking of our children. Masking our children, not only does it not help, it causes more harm than good. So I really think our COVID policies have created more problems than they've solved. um, And we need to stop this right away.
0: Okay. I know this is gonna sound like too broad of a question and maybe it is, but I'm uneducated. So I'm gonna ask it anyway. How did we do that? I mean, look, I knew early on, I'm not an intelligent person, I knew throwing a mask on your kid and telling him he's going to die if he takes it off is not good for the child, so I didn't do it. I assume, obviously, many people knew as much, and yet we have institutionalized child abuse as a country for two years. How did that happen? Well, I think it happened, um, you
1: know, Rahm Emanuel, under President Obama, famously said, Never let an emergency go to waste, and I think that's what's happened. Under the umbrella of an emergency, uh, the tyrants in governor in government uh, wanted to take more and more power, and they did so by creating fear, unnecessary unnecessary fear. You know, my podcast co-host, Dr. Mark McDonald, the psychiatrist, informed dissent is our podcast. He wrote a book called uh, and talks about mass delusional psychosis that has taken over the country, uh, because legacy media has nonstop broadcast fear. Remember, early in the stages of COVID, they would have a running meter of the number of deaths, the number of cases, the number of hospitalizations, the number of ICU admissions and so forth, purposely to instill fear. When somebody's fearful, they'll do almost anything. They'll listen to the government uh, and and they want their fear to go away. It's, al- it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome where we come to admire our captors and ask for permission to have just a little bit more liberty. Let us go out at night. Let us go back to restaurants, et cetera. So this is perpetuated by these power-hungry bureaucrats uh, and even some elected officials in, in my state. We've got one of the most tyrannical governors in Governor Newsom, who has maintained a state of emergency despite evidence to the contrary for the last two years. And that state of emergency allows him to wield ungodly powers uh, to keep the public in fear and to keep us masked and our children masked. And now they want to vaccinate our children in order to attend school. And it goes on
0: and on and on informed dissent is the podcast man that one is absolutely going on my short list doctor please come back and join us shortly thank you that was outstanding Jess, thanks for having me appreciate it you bet back on a guy gives me guy gives me hope for the medical community in this country that was outstanding informed dissent I'm gonna be checking that out all right it is National Dolphin Day and that may not seem like a big deal to you but we want to pay our respects to the Dolphins here on this show. We're going to do that for Light in the Mood next. But before we do that, you want to watch my special this week? we got a special coming tomorrow on a lot of the stuff, on a lot of the COVID madness and, and how we need to hold people to account and whatnot. It's going to be outstanding. You got to go become a first TV supporter to watch it, though. It's easy. Go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up. That's all it'll take, and you can watch it the second it's released tomorrow and then watch it on demand several times after. All right, Dolphin Time, next. All right, it's time to lighten the mood, and I hate to get serious about this, but it's National Dolphin Day today. And dolphins are wonderful creatures. And creatures that, honestly, there's time after time after time throughout history we've heard stories about dolphins coming to the aid of humans. Dolphins, they'll come right alongside us. And look, in honor of National Dolphin Day, let us salute them.